Hey, Internet, welcome back to Same Ish Different Day, the podcast where we continue the march into madness. I'm Raza Malik, and I'm joined with my Amaze Balls co host, Bailey Nargang, also featuring the lovely Wine Mom, the arbiter of everything TikTok and YouTube. Hey, it's Wine Mom. Bailey here. Gotta drop that reminder that you can find this show on any streaming service you use. Remember to leave a sassy review, and you wanna bash us or our opinions generally? Well, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and maybe some other places in the future. I join these guys weekly to keep their egos in check as we break down complex social issues and talk about why your kids shouldn't be watching family vloggers. We talk about real-ish on a real level. Ain't got time for the Twitters? Don't worry, we have collectively wasted our existence combing the internet for you. Also, before these two get carried away, don't be shy. Join our Discord for the inside scoop. You can also support us on Patreon, where you can work your way up your our very own class system. And don't worry, it's pay to win. So welcome back to another episode of Same Shit, Different Day, where we try not to rip each other's heads off. Let's get it. What's up, Internets? Welcome to Same-ish, Different Day, the podcast with a name that we can't say anymore. This week, <laughs> Raza was inspired by a lot of news that's been popping up that's a little negative, and we're visiting the toxic alpha male corner of the Internet today. So why are these podcasts and shows becoming so popular? And Raza wants to know how we could be them, because that's totally what success is, right? So yeah. podcasters, <laughs> not definitely not us. Podcasters have hoped on hopped on this popular oh. trend, mainly about perpetuating toxic male stereotypes, like sleeping with so many beautiful partners and shaming women about their physical attributes or lack of value. As they say these controversial things, why are they getting bigger and bigger? And why are they not going away, even though they keep getting called out and called out and called out? It's almost helping their names grow. Do we, as a society, like watching this type of content? Does it mean that we're all miserable? And does nothing matter at all anymore? But So there's a couple, like, namely ones. A lot of them are big in, like, hip hop world. And then now it's leaked out into just the general podcast o TikTok sphere. I know Wine Mom spends a lot of time on TikTok and a lot of that bleeds into there where you're getting the dating advice and all oh, this story about how this woman didn't do this for their husband. And there's always like some gross perpetuation of stereotypes. Have you witnessed anything like that cropping up on the internet's Wine Mom? What exactly? The, cu Toxic. the question was confusing to me. Sorry, the way that you worded it confused me. We were introing it, and we're saying that there's a lot of toxic male podcasts out there right now. They're getting popular yes. because they keep getting called out. Have you seen anything like this on the internet? Um, I don't know if I'd say they're getting popular by getting called out, but I see a lot of male-centered podcasts with good hosts getting pushed to the forefront for having good opinions. Ah, if so you see a positive if, to this. Right, but if anything... Other than that, like, I see that a lot of women are now entering their era of violence towards men in a good way. Whereas, like, women are no longer taking men's shit specifically online and specifically men with podcasts who think that because you spent $50 on a mic that your opinion is valid. Okay, sorry. 
I'm just saying. But here's the thing, though. This is this is because this is why this is why I agreed to be here on this podcast. If we want to really dive into this topic, I don't know how far you guys want to go right now. Go off the intro. Like, do you have opinions to offer? Do you want me to speak? (laughs) I think it's all. I will go off with my one side tangent before you defend there is the one thing that I think perpetuates it in terms of the audience on all ends is I think it's just susceptible teenagers. I think it's all just teenagers getting into media way too soon. That's what I think is like key to perpetuating okay, so, negative things. But hold now on. I so want to hear. You think, hold on, we need to unpack that statement a yeah. little bit more yeah. before we carry on. Do you think that it's young people hosting the podcast getting into media too soon? Or do you think that it's people consuming media at a young age and like that specific media? Consuming, consuming specifically. um, Because you're young and impressionable, but not in like a, all the kids are too dumb way. It's, once you enter a media bubble, you'll get a certain messaging. And the deeper you go, you won't realize that you've been shut into only this one way of thinking. And that's a lot easier to mold on to young people. Not because well, they're dumb, but because they're susceptible to it. Okay, I'll allow that. You're correct. But I, the thing is, like, what I, what I don't think a lot of young people understand is, like, they don't understand how algorithms work. And I think that's a big that's a big contributor as to how this stuff sort of leaks through into other things because this is crazy to me because there's a woman on TikTok, I'm sure you guys have probably heard of her. Her name is Drew, and she is like the woman of the internet that everybody's obsessed over who literally tears men apart for fun. Don't get me wrong, I really like her and I think she's great, but I feel like not a lot of people understand where she's coming from or she's just if you don't have the same opinions of her as her, she's kind of hard to receive. I like okay. her, though. I'm just going to say that. I think she's spicy. I say a lot of the same things as her, and I wholeheartedly agree with a lot of things she says. But I understand why some people can't take her well. Um, but she made a very valid point the other day on a TikTok because a lot of men lately have been, specifically around her, have been saying, doing and making comments about and around topics regarding her or just things in general about women to try and gain popularity from her content. And she said that because when she comments on something negative, so like if a, if a bro makes a bro podcast and she comments on it and she rips them apart, they indirectly get on other people's feeds because someone like me would see her video, I would like her video, and then because of the tags or the comments or the, the words used in the video, it just automatically gets roped into a category. And then you get recommended those toxic male podcasts more often. So it's kind of like a vicious circle of like, you watch this woman's content you like and you're excited about it. But then you're getting recycled shitty male content because you liked her content. Because I've noticed that in watching and liking her content, I get a lot of those male podcasts and just like information about them pop up on my feed which I don't love because I don't care what they have to say because I feel like for me it's not even worth the argument half the time because I'm like it's quite clear that they're literally that stupid so like I don't care 
you know? Yeah. Because <clears throat> that's the thing is, like, people don't understand how algorithms work. Because she said, she's like, go ahead, comment a mean thing on my video because you're just going to see my next video. And then you're going to see the video after that because you're going to comment on the next one, too. Which, like, she's right. When you engage with these, even if it's a negative engagement, it's just, it's a, a recycle. It's exceptionally true. And that's why I have to take breaks from social media overall because mm -hmm. I get stuck in those cycles knowing how it functions. Right. But... I definitely see where you're coming from, and I think that's totally true. The The issue is, like, as you sit there and say you don't care about it, that community can, like, continue to grow. And that's not on you, yeah. and it's not on your pressure to resolve this. It's just this weird issue because you want to go, oh, the manosphere is so dumb. They're just over there eating steaks and trying to practice making out pickup lines. But like okay. eventually that's going right. to fester into something more creepy or lead them okay. to the Proud Boys, for example. You're right. But if we all collectively agree to start ignoring that stuff, eventually they would just get it would get quieter or they would have a nicher group, a smaller group versus like the reach that it makes. Because sometimes they reach people that wouldn't otherwise know they existed, but agree with their opinions when they see them being berated by a woman online if that person's already inclined to feel that way yeah if that makes sense right well yeah I did, yeah the classic the classic reference that every fucking mainstream any promo newspaper is good uses promo. Is, yeah you go to the gamer gate right you go to as soon as you rile them up they'll just go yeah it's, but it's like it's 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 funny because like if we're talking about just like male podcasts in general right it's more so for me it's more f it's funny now because the thing is like because we've we've talked about this before in regards to our podcast right because that's where i was originally going because how can we sit here and talk shit about male-centric podcasts when with all due respect this is a male-centric podcast because there's only one female voice here right but I feel like the reason, if I'm d just to defend our podcast, right, when we're here talking shit about male-centered podcasts, I feel like the reason why this one works is because there is an extreme amount of respect that is given to towards me and my opinions, and also we're able to argue on the level of people and not just as women, and you guys... Because I feel like the big difference, because a lot of these podcasts have women come on where it's just an excuse for them to berate and embarrass women. That's all they want. They bring women on there so that they can berate and embarrass them. And it's like, at least here, right? Which is so sad to say at least because th there's so much more to this podcast than that. But at the very least here, you guys are more willing to ask questions to learn and understand before you try to dismantle my opinions or my points like there is an under there's there's a moment of like okay wait hold on let me make sure i actually understand where she's coming from and what she's saying before i try and like have an opinion that may counteract because most of the time you guys pause think about it and understand and can come to a neutral conclusion right but with these male podcasts there is no willingness to even do that it's just man right woman wrong yeah, That's and this it. is what you're referencing now is what brought up this topic. This is now leaked into mainstream media. But this week, mm -hmm. 
it seems like the 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 blogs got tired of writing about the depth trial and they started writing about this instead and those a couple podcasts probably same clips you've seen of like yeah they bring on a woman and just berate them about their opinions like, well because like, here's he, and I'm, also I'll because like like i just want to add on to one thing yeah. Uh, and and also because like the, we work the reason why I think another reason why we, we work is because this podcast doesn't operate in an eco in, in an echo chamber chamber right. right all all of those all of the other ones you're looking at what they are and then you look at the thing that's around them with us it's like a whole it branches off on onto other things so right. for those like those dude podcast, those talk, those ones we're talking about, it just stays within that sort of like sphere of of like toxicity. Yeah. Which you're you're right. You're absolutely right. Because yeah. this is this is the thing, is with these, ugh, it's so annoying because I've talked about stereotypes before, because I believe that stereotypes. Stereotypes are valid, right? I don't think that they're completely irrelevant. Stereotypes exist for a reason, right? There, There is some sort of repetitiveness before a stereotype is given, right? But these guys will try to look for certain stereotypes in women, and then those are the women that they try to bring on their podcast to tear apart, right? Because it's no secret that people, when they think of a... Of, um, a Shmoni Schman's girl, they automatically think lazy, uneducated, self-centered, vain, only cares about what they look like, money, 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 nothing else, no intelligence, right? That's what they automatically yeah. assume. I'm not saying that you guys do because you guys are adults enough to form opinions outside of that. But most of the general stereotypical opinion that you see online is that, right? So these guys will look for women that they think fit those stereotypes. And it makes me so upset to watch these women who don't actually fit those stereotypes. They are intelligent women and they do have good thoughts and opinions. They just don't know how to articulate themselves in a very aggressive room filled with men who are just tearing yeah. them apart. That they mm -hmm. don't even get a chance to stand on their two feet. And that pisses me off tremendously because yeah. as somebody who's not fucking afraid to sit in front of anybody specifically a man and, and literally tear his opinions apart because i don't give a fuck it's very frustrating to see these women not even have an opportunity to speak right mm -hmm. and i'm thinking because there's i i know the one podcast that most people are talking about which is this i don't want to comment comment on what he looks like but it's the anyway <laughs> this idiot of a man who spends his entire time being like, oh, well, you cut me off. You cut me off. You cut me off. You're not letting me finish my opinion. Let me complete my oh, thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, then yeah, in I the same breath, will cut a woman off completely, not let her finish her thought, and then embarrass her for not letting him finish his thought. It's like, yeah. don't, don't try... <laughs> This, this is the thing like you think you're an alpha because this this is the biggest joke about it is that if you were truly and i'm gonna this is gonna maybe rub people the wrong way if you are truly an alpha male if you are truly right not that terminology is bullshit let's just make that very clear but if you are truly an alpha man or a superior man or a high value man whatever the fuck people want to call it right <laughs> then you would have the self-awareness to shut the fuck up 
listen and let someone completely complete their thought and give you the full information before you pause and respond. Because I've said this to you guys before, you listen to understand, you don't listen to respond. And that's a big difference between, I would say with you guys on this podcast or any other podcast with good male hosts in comparison to this little dickweed. You know what I mean? So help me solve this conundrum, right? What what you presented, you're super valid. I'm hearing you. And the thing is, like, to teach them this is a high-end concept of, like, power structures and anti-oppression. That, like, this guy doesn't realize that inherently he's dominating this person in conversation. He's completely oblivious to any sort of, like, innate power structure within uh, within society, Right. So mm-hmm. it's like, how do you teach this guy in his dumb, dumb language that's what he's doing? Well, I would argue with you that I don't think he, I think he's fully aware that that's what he's doing. And I don't think yeah. he gives a fuck. Yeah. That's Do's, what I would argue. Yeah. That's what because, I think too. Because these guys are not dumb enough. They're not dumb enough to act that way and not know that they're acting that way. Because sometimes they say things that are not too left field. Like, you can tell that there is some cognitive functioning going on inside their brains. Um, but it's, they know what they're doing. They know that the intent is to, is, because we see this all the time in debates. We see, specifically, because you brought up the Johnny Depp thing, in courthouses, right? You see this where somebody will say something, and if you object, right, in a lawyer sense, you object, they automatically interject themselves into whatever you're saying. And the easiest way to overtake you or to dominate you is to cut you off, write you out, speak over you, and carry on, right? Because a lot of the time in debates, even with us, if I say something and I'm on a point and you guys want to say something, you guys will jump in and be like, whoa, whoa, wait, but what about this? And it's like, hold on, let me complete my thought before you form your opinion or date your opinion, right? It's kind of a natural thing for people when they're trying to dominate. So with these men, because they're so insecure and they don't know how to interact with women or just people in general, their initial response is, let me cut in right away, go right for the throat, be overbearing, and sort of fake dominance and say whatever it is that they got to say to try and make you look stupid. Yeah, it's like a glass house mentality or a glass cannon mentality where like you can exactly. And then, like, but you can't take it. But the, and that's what, like, the common sort of theme that I've noticed is that it's just like the moment the woman or the person that, who has a different opinion starts to actually make the point, starts to actually counter it, there, I can actually in real time see the mm-hmm. whole like demeanor change. Like, okay, no, 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 wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So it's, it's like, I, 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 I've, I've seen that on a couple podcasts. Uh, and I'm just it's 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 and it's kind of weird how like um how 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 like like it goes off like like a switch when they know that they're gonna lose so, so they have to like jump in in front of it exactly before. well and they're also because this is they, they set themselves up for this behavior because they choose people that put them on high alert that's the thing is like you're arguing against with these podcasts, right, because I want to make it clear that it's not all men. All men suck, but it's not all men. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, with these specific men, like, 
they're picking women that they know that they want to art that they are already prepared to try and like dominate and tear apart like they're they're picking women they hate purposely you know what i mean because they wouldn't they wouldn't pick a woman of a different caliber or a different degree or a different status level or whatever they deem to be what they wouldn't go out and actually pick a woman that they consider to be like a high value woman to actually argue against they wouldn't do that because yeah. they they can't that would that would dismantle their arguments and embarrass yeah. them and they can't risk that yeah. so that's why these podcasts they don't mean anything but when you're too young right as bailey was saying when you're too young to understand that you're just looking at an older guy tear apart a hot girl and you're like that's what i got that's do. cool yeah that's cool that's what i've yeah that's like and, and you look at like i remember you my mom showed me this Austin guy, like many months ago, mm. uh, he was making fun of his girl's appearance, and then like whole internet sort of dogpiled on on him, and then uh, all his fans, and he got he got even a bigger following because he was like, oh yeah, yeah, uh, fuck that woman or whatever. So like they get hyped up by their base, and their base yeah. is like. Like they love that. They love because the moment they talk about anything else outside of that sort of like like misogynistic stuff, it's just like there's nothing there. So like uh, there's like it's all just one thing, like attack the opposite gender as much as as you can because that drives up exactly um, um, views on your on your uh, video. Well, because here's the thing: you don't even see them argue against men of value. No, that's another thing. Those are friends too. Yeah, exactly. You don't see them pick a man with a with a valid opinion to argue against. They wouldn't do that because then they would look even stupider. I've seen a couple, but it's it's like to me when they do that, I can't watch it because I don't like watching bloodbath. Because, like, it's going to be, like, once... They, they yeah, pull I, a trumpito. They pull a trumpito in the debates. It's like, yeah, well, this is the greatest. Blah, blah, blah. And they squirm their like, way out of it. I think we're talking about the same guy here, but I, I, I saw a clip of him going on a, on a podcast with two Australian uh, podcasters. Yes. And he said... Yes. Yeah, he, yeah, he said something. Oh, women... Or or men can go out and do whatever they want to sleep around, blah blah, and women can't. They should stay at home and do whatever. Right. And then the guy challenged that. He's just like, he's like, wait a what? That's insane. That's an absolutely insane take. And it's like, it's 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 like uh, uh, the other other thing too. Like the, this way of thinking is not a very mature adult way of thinking and i think andrew out of all people andrew schultz said said that he's just like Mm -hmm. this is something you learn in college when you're in your mid-20s early to mid-20s sure be a dickhead go ahead right but then as you grow up it's just like okay you shouldn't be acting like this anymore so like when they see like those people in their like early late to early 30s still behaving in this way they're like okay i think this sort of behavior is still cool so i'm going to continue with that mindset onwards until it's too late can, can, 
because super quickly, very quickly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that gets perpetuated. That phase, right? You're saying it gets pushed on. That's I think with the internet age, we get more isolated and it becomes more tindery. It's more likely that that you can get pushed along that shitty path. Yeah. Yeah. Is that I think, it, but I mean that it goes longer. That is like now because oh, you're isolated okay, more. Okay. It's not just like oh, push into your thirties and then your forties no. and then you're developing these toxic traits for life, right? Oh, that's what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah, I agree yeah. That. That's what that's what I was trying. I was trying to think how I could word that and how I could make that apparent because I would attribute it to because women do it too. Let me just tell you that women also get stuck in these vicious cycles. And oh, yeah. the woman who I am thinking perpetuates that vicious cycle more than any other woman on the internet would be would be Jada Smith. I think she's a prime example of a woman Interesting who, thought, who got to a got to because listen, she got to a place mm -hmm. of where when she was a little bit younger. She started to get this sort of status in media, right? Where we started deeming her like in this perfect relationship, this perfect example of like how to be a woman, right? A lot of women did looked at her of like, look at this relationship of her and Will. I mean, it's referenced in a lot of songs as Will and Jada love bullshit, right? And she was held at this high value and she got this stupid table talk show. And then she was the one that everyone started looking at for like um, opinions on women's status and relationship status and everything and she started to become the pinnacle and it wasn't until everything that happened with will smith at the oscars that we all saw her fall right and yeah. there are so many women who are my age bracket and older who have been looking at her as like the pinnacle of like a female talk show without realizing how toxic she actually is but she's been able to hide it and present it in a way that we've been able to absorb it, right? And it's the same thing with, like, we have someone like Ellen or Oprah. And we have those people, which are high-value women who host talk shows that get to have meetings with very special people and celebrities. And they're deemed to be, like, at this high status, right? And we forget about all their toxic traits. It's not just men that we have this problem mm. with, right? But we see it more with men because it can go more viral in a smaller sense than it does with a woman, right? Yeah, and like, and oftentimes it's mostly like, like, I feel like women are used as like the bad guys in, in a, or like the mm -hmm. victims in a situation. So they're able to, like not, like, like the media puts them in, in into that sort of role. I'll and tell that, you. Yeah. I'll tell you that if I shared this opinion of Jada five years ago, yeah, I would have. Out. I literally would have been torn apart for it. People would have been like, "Oh, you're so annoying. You just don't like her because whatever." Blah 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 blah. But I've always had this feeling of like there just wasn't something right. Like this holier than thou mentality, which it's like just because she's a woman, like she can hold a holier than thou opinion. It's the same thing as these guys with these podcasts. They hold a holier than thou opinion. And it's like, I, there's no way I could have had that opinion unless she had shown her true colors like she did recently, right? I wouldn't be yeah. able to hold that opinion. People would come yeah. after me. And, and even well, like Amber Heard, too, that whole uh, like behavior thing, it's it like even a couple of years ago, you wouldn't be able to say that, that stuff. But now, like, you're, it, it sucks that you have to actually see it in order for it to happen. Well, yes, this is it. 
Yeah, you have to wait until that person falls before you can have an opinion, which is even yeah. shittier because now as a woman, I'm, I, you're kicking a woman when she's down mm-hmm. kind of thing, which is, and again, it's that whole like, mm. like where men are like, oh, well, men got to stick together and like women got to stick together kind of mentality. And it's like, mm-hmm. I agree, mm-hmm. like as a woman, you're hard pressed to catch me shit on another woman and I will probably yeah. take her side. But as an adult person with opinions and cognitive thinking you have to look at that person and be like okay am i taking this person's side because they're a woman or am i taking this person's side because their points are valid exactly and like it took me a whole a whole like like a whole a long time to be like yes believe women but you should also like hear like listen to what they're saying because it's probably not the whole thing right exactly so like that's a very like like you have to f- find that that uh that balance out and, and stuff so so it's 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 just yeah it's just and i hate how it's done on both sides because it it, it sort of enforces those points that these guys are talking about you know what i mean yeah it it it, it makes their points like seem more tangible like when they're looking at it through exactly lens, rather than the whole thing they're like okay this specific issue is or reflects the entire thing mm-hmm. and then that's why mm-hmm. i get uppity about this the super progressive shit of of like the stuff i'm behind of the, the, the seeing things as a gender spectrum is outdated because then you're applying these norms and stereotypes like that i think everything should still exist you can have you can still have women bond together you can still have man talk but like the less we look at things through like a particular lens, then the less you'll be able to apply those stereotypes to specific demographics based on which bits and who you have sex with. Right. right. I mean, it yeah. kind of reminds me, it kind of reminds me of the saying that is really popular among women where it's like, if the, if the phrase all men are shit offends you, then you're probably one of those shitty men. Because a, a lot of men will hear yeah. you say all men are trash, but the, the non-trash men know we're not talking about them, right? Mm. But the trash men are like, no, not all men are trash, right? There's that whole, like, phrase. And it's like... <sighs> I like it's, that it, phrase. I like that phrase because it's valid. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of like to what Bailey said. It's sort of outdated to just be like, mm-hmm. "All men are shit," you know? Yeah, it's also like like the, the whole Me Too thing was ha- was happening. A, a, a lot of men were like, "Oh, we can't talk to women now, or they'll just Me Too us." And yeah. if, and if, if 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 that's how you you uh, you think. Uh, I think you are the th- reason why there, there's this whole thing going on. So exactly. Men, like, I guess I'm super comfortable with who I am, but men are, for lack of a better word, we're, we're not self-aware of what we're doing or saying or, or, or feeling. We are to a degree, but, like, for the bigger picture, I think we're pretty oblivious. Because we say shit and do stuff, and we don't understand what we're, saying. especially when it comes to like gender issues. We don't. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're I mean, specifically men stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're definitely right. But I think yeah. that with the internet, there is this dog pile mentality too, right? 
Whereas mm-hmm. it's like, once one story comes out, everybody has a story, right? And that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that everyone's making up the story, right? But mm-hmm. it, it just becomes this like dog pile moment where everyone's like trying to get on board and have their moment of like tearing down this person for whatever reason, right? And it's like these, because this is what I mean when I say stereotypes exist, right? When I say that, and not stereotypes just as in like, oh, most white people have straight hair because that is a stereotype of a white person because majority of white people have straight hair, whatever. Yeah, I'm just making a random mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stereotype here, right? It's mm-hmm. also stereotypes as in, in relation to situations, right? It's a stere- It's a stereotypical aspect of when someone has an allegation put against them, a bunch of people are also going to come out with allegations. That's, that is a stereotypical experience of an allegation, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, these are the reasons why other people are able to make arguments against because they're like, well, look at this stereotypical action. Right. So it's like, we saw this happen with, because we're talking about it, the Depp and Heard trial, right? She came out, Instantly, everybody dogpiled and took her side because believe all women, right? That is yeah. a very big phrase. It was the Me Too movement. That's what yeah. goes on, right? Yeah. But yeah. we've seen now, as the evidence has come out, what and whatever I don't care. Whatever side you fall on, that's in your that's your opinion. I don't really give a shit how people feel about it. I'm watching the entire trial and forming my own opinion based on the facts that are actually being presented. So people can form their own opinion however they want. But the reality is is that there is evidence now coming out to show that there was an imbalance and the stereotypical behavior was to instantly dogpile on one person that they deemed to be the responsible perpetrator with complete disregard for the other person's behavior. And we've seen that in multiple cases um, along the years happen, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's, this it's... is why, right, this is why men like that are able to sit on these high horses because of these few situations where the stereotype doesn't apply and they're able to be like, oh, look, see, all you guys listen with this stereotype and then you do this. But in the same breath, they'll use stereotypes against women and do the same yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's like it's like a vicious circle of just like how can each person, I guess if you want to say gender specifically, how can each gender or each group tear each other down based off stereotypes? No, it's true. It's just, it's a trip because it's an endless, it's like a truly endless cycle. Like, this is politics, right? Because then as soon as you say the one thing, then they'll pull out, like, well, you didn't, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's always going to be a counter-argument, and it's sad and dark, and I have a disdain for it. I wish there was a solution. Well. I mean, the only solution... Go ahead, Raza. No, it's okay, go ahead. I was just going to say, until people come to the general conclusion that stereotypes exist, but they are not the catalyst for your argument, we're not going to get anywhere. That's that's the reality. Because I'm not going to sit here and pretend that... Because I... Listen, we argue about things all the time, and a part of my purpose here is to argue points to you guys and ultimately get to some conclusion where there's either agreement for me or a mutual agreement, right? That's part of arguing. And I have on many occasions, I'm going to say it, I have on many occasions have used a stereotype to win an argument against you guys. I've done it. I'll do it again. It's part of arguing, right? That's how you get your point across because that's how stereotypes are, which is frustrating because it's like, in the same breath, 
somebody can go, okay, well, the stereotype doesn't always apply to make a different argument. So it's always going to be, it's always going to be a circle. But until we can like actually understand that the stereotype is, is a part of, and not the entire argument, Mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to get anywhere. And we're going to have these situations where an argument is won just because someone will pull out a stat and be like, well, this is the this is the statistic. This is the stereotype right here. Yeah. This is the where look, it's ten to one. I have to be right. But look at the odds. I, 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 and then at that point you're you're getting in, into the like Twitter ter- territory. Yep. That's how it, the discourse how it yeah. happens there. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, just like yeah, just, I don't think people can get past a stereotype argument, otherwise we would never because uh, it makes them like, like it makes their point feel more valid it makes their like whole whole thing uh like the truth mm-hmm. it's how they maintain power like that those stereotypes in its essence are what privileges it's like that's right like you are gifted certain benefits from these stereotypes being in place well and that's no, the most that's the most frustrating thing is that the stereotypes and statistics are always going to speak louder than the outlier, right? But I think it, like, as human beings, we also have to acknowledge that, yes, stereotypes and statistics exist, but when you're looking at a stereotype and statistic, right, you're looking at a majority versus a minority, and you have to, as an intellectual person, be able to differentiate between somebody who falls along the lines of a majority or somebody who falls along the lines of a minority. And mm-hmm. when you're arguing with people, they don't want to see along the lines of the minority because it's not going to fit their argument. It's never going to fit their argument. So yeah. they're always going to counteract you with whatever statistic they think is more powerful, which to bring it in full circle, right? Which is why these men are able to have these podcasts and have these opinions because there are so many stereotypes per per excuse me, stereotypes perpetuated online that it's so easy for them to just be like, well, look at this. If you just Google, because I've heard this argument before, which makes me so fucking annoyed. They'll be like, oh, just look up X, Y, and Z hashtag and you'll see for yourself what's in the hashtag. Well, obvious fucking Lee, if you look at that (laughs) hashtag, you're going to see all the things related to what said hashtag. If you look up hashtag turtles, you're not going to find a bunch of fucking rabbits. So what is your argument here? But they've already won because they're like, look at the look at the relation to this to the to the stereotype. Yep, I've I've already won my argument. Yeah, uh, I think it's us. Yeah, it's like I don't know. It's it's like um, it's it's like that's a trump card, and like that's like the the way that that people argue because you can't if you argue against Fox, it'll make you look dumb. Well, this is exactly it. And this is why I've never been able to have any sort of discourse around the hot tub stream stuff. Because right. I, if I even try and say anything, I'll instantly be torn apart. But I can't. I can't have an opinion because nobody's willing to see my minority argument in the majority. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. I I see what what, what you're saying. Yeah. Again, it's just like yeah, it's people have have like such a weird like sort of like st- 
uh, headstrong mentality for everything, even things they don't know about. This whole rolling thing showed us that. We're like, oh, we're yeah. all scientists now. We're all humanitarians. We're all freedom fighters. So it's it's it, I I think it's it, it's it's like this thing uh, that people um, they want to feel like they uh, are the arbiter of something. Everybody wants to feel like they know something, right? Unless you're Bailey, who wants to know everything in the world, right? But like there are people, yeah, the, 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 there are, everybody online you're 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 gonna meet is gonna act like some sort of expert in something, and like they're always gonna gonna throw uh like stats or like facts well this this is exactly it and what's tripped me out though is i think people were always this way and it's just the internet i think everyone we were all in our little towns and jim's dad always pretended to be hot shit at knowing how to do this and the guy down the street did that and the blah 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 you know like i think the internet's just exposing that everyone's a narcissist Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't love the word narcissist. I'll allow it. I don't love it. I'll allow it. But I'll say, I'll say we experienced this. I think Bailey is probably the most self-aware person in regards to this specifically. It's like when we were in high school, how many of the smarter kids thought that they were so woke with their woke ass opinions but really it was just some regurgitated bullshit wow. that they saw online that all the other ki- other kids didn't yeah. see that was maybe just a little bit more educationally informed you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah. <laughs> and it's like were you really woke or were you just learning something new that nobody else actually understood yet or didn't get a chance to learn mhm no exactly right and that that's was, uh, yeah and that's what we see nowadays because it's like because i've had this i've had this argument I'll I'll talk about this, right? This this may bring a little bit of light to what I'm explaining. Is we remember when everything happened with George with George Floyd, right? Yeah. I got into an argument with somebody who tried to tell me that they use reasonable force, right? Now, because I have done a lot of research in true crime, I'm very aware of what amount of force it takes to require certain injuries. Or for certain parts of the body to receive certain types of trauma, right? I'm fully aware of some things that people don't actually have information on. So I had an argument with somebody. I said, actually, you're wrong. It takes this. And they said, no. And I said, this is physically impossible. They said I was wrong. So I went and I looked up the autopsy report and I compared it to another autopsy report that I experienced in a previous time in regards to a kid who was in the army And I was able to compare the injury that George Floyd had to the injury that the kid had from the army. And I was able to show them how the amount of force could not, if, if it was true to what the officer said, their force that they used, it physically, the injury could not happen. It requires a significant amount of force for said injury to happen. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can't argue me because I have more information and knowledge and I'm presenting you with a fact that you don't have the information and knowledge on. So you can continue to argue with me because you have an opinion and a point of view that you would like to have, but I've just showed you you're wrong. But that person, that person continued on to be like, you're wrong. And I'm like, I'm physically showing you, I'm giving you literally the most unbiased (laughs) comparison that I can give you. Yeah. Literally the most, I'm literally showing you one versus the other. 
If anybody's wondering what I'm referencing, it's a hyoid bone, which is extremely hard to destroy and can only happen with extreme amount of force. And I know this because another kid received that breakage during a car accident. So the fact that that happened to somebody with a knee is extremely, extremely crazy and requires an extreme amount of force. Just in case anyone was wondering what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah, like, and it's, it's also kind of, like, see, like, they're able to, like, take the, or, like, attempt to take the L. Because yeah. they're, they are behind a screen, so it's easier to do that shit behind a screen. Uh, you're right. If, you, if you're able to do if it was in person and you said, oh, by the way, here's how it happened. Here's some actual people talking about it. Here's my scientific discovery, then it would be a different game. Uh, but because Homie has, has the protection of the of the internet, um, it's well, sort of like he doesn't really, it doesn't really matter to him. Exactly. You know? He so you're right. rise out of you. Exactly. You're right with yeah. that point. But it's yeah. also the fact that depending on what side of the argument you fall on, you'll automatically yeah. be discredited, right? But be yeah. because yeah. I was falling on what I guess what would have been considered, you know, the social justice warrior aspect of that argument, people mm -hmm. were like, oh, well, you just you're just an ACAB person. And it's like, yeah. no, I'm not. Because if you actually knew me, you wouldn't say that you would know that I'm actually coming from a factual place. I've done yeah. my research. Like, I know what I'm talking about with this specific, like in the specifics of this, like, because for me, when I mean, this is unrelated, this, this topic is whatever, but it's like, when this happened, I was like, no, I need to actually understand so I could make the accurate argument. So I went and I checked the facts and double checked myself before I formed the opinion. It had nothing yeah. to do with what side I fell on mm -hmm. in regards to the situation. It was just a matter of like, this is the fact that happens to perpetuate my argument. I'm sorry. This is the fact. Yeah. Right. And like, And then I wish like stuff like that would actually make a dent, but it, it doesn't usually. It doesn't. Oh, you're like, oh, mm -hmm. well, I got a, well, uh, you're just uh, looking at a liberal thing, you, you libtard or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so you libtard. So it, it, it always gets uh, towards an angle that's like, or a place where it's like, you didn't, you, you came from a disingenuous place. Right? right. So anybody. So if you're gonna talk to so, somebody who, who initially is ingenuous, you're gonna lose that argument. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like what I was trying to think about, right? Mm -hmm. I I was thinking about you were saying before when we started this debate or not. It's just a topic, not conversation. Debate, yeah, about like how you should isolate these people and like leave them alone right yeah but i kind of worry that like they're like shrek like if you leave them alone in the swamp too long and they're oh alone God, they're boy. just gonna become more of a troll and more angry and eventually find themselves a talking donkey that agrees with them to go cause havoc on reddit and 4chan you know like so how do you stop that echo chamber if the solution is to also isolate well first of all are you reading chat right now because yeah, he is. where did he that is. come from 
Your friend. Honestly. <laughs> best friend in the whole like, world. We all know how I feel about Shrek memes. Don't get uh, it. But the thing is, like, yeah, I mean, it's not a permanent solution, right? Obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, I think that when we leave them alone to sit in their own little echo chambers, right? It kind of, like, sort of removes them from the main media, right? Because these guys are desperately, because this is the thing that I think that, that we don't always understand is, like, these groups, I don't want to say just men, because it's not just men, because there is a woman online right now who's being very fucking annoying, and I won't say who she is, but she's being very fucking annoying with her shitty takes. But there, you know, this <laughs> group, no, but there's these groups, right, that develop these, like, followings, and they just, they're desperately trying to say things that will get them in the media, that will get them attention, right? And I say this because, like, I think about when Charlemagne was doing the show with Andrew and they had donkey of the day and he would do the donkey of the day mm -hmm. announcement. And like, sometimes he was so out of pocket with his choices. And I felt like he's literally just looking for that person to like poke, to like get the snowball rolling to like get attention. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that's what these groups are desperately doing. And they're able to do it because they're able to get on a platform like TikTok where it's just it's viral random constant videos you could just there's no way that any person could just open tiktok and not eventually run into one of those topics right dude so yes oh my god yeah mm -hmm. i'm like on instagram in the spat the, the thing and uh it's just all like it's just this weird stuff that, uh, from his side that comes over to our side just yeah up, like the, the smallest of of uh exactly of, uh, of so it's yeah. so like really honestly there is no real way to dismantle them because it's just not gonna happen and and with all due respect as much as i cannot stand these people i don't want them to be dismantled because i think that it's important that they exist because it allows for conversations like this to exist where there's actual thought, communication, dialogue, conclusion, like there's actually something happening here. Whereas like mm. maybe will affect a small group of people that has seen that content or maybe hasn't seen it yet. And they'll have a little bit of a chance to be like, okay, I remember watching this podcast and this is the information that they gave me. And maybe I'm going to take this with a grain of salt versus the entire jar. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm, I don't want them to exist, but I also don't think that they should not exist. Because it's kind of human nature. Like, you, this is how it's going to work. It's good and evil, yeah. whatever. It's it's bound to I happen agree some you, way. But, like, they should exist as long as the, as the thing that they're, they're discussing, if it's the opposite of me, should be, like, in, like, like, should be, like, genuine and not come from a bad faith side right so yeah i think that like th yes those people should exist but like sh how how to what degree should we listen to 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 them you know i mean there, yeah. you're right i mean personally when i see them come up now originally i used to watch some of the content and form my own opinions and like maybe listen to extending content now i just swipe I just, yeah. I just carry on because there are some men with podcasts that do, that bring some value, right? 
Mm. So, you know, I'm not inclined to say like all men shouldn't have podcasts. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that that's fair because I, I don't think any gender should be suppressed. I don't think any person should be completely suppressed. I think that they should be put in their place, but they shouldn't be suppressed. You know, they should be allowed to because it's also an opportunity for them to be educated. I mean, we know the reality is, is like they're not looking to be educated. They're looking to educate. That's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they're going to get they're going to get put in a pocket. Like eventually it's it's going to come full circle, because if you even look back to the people that we watched as kids that were talked about in high school that were deemed as like the elite, all knowing smart people. Now, as mm-hmm. adults, we look at them and we're just like, OK, your audience is all 12 year olds. So yeah. like, cool, yeah. bro. Keep having your fucking podcast or your YouTube video. Like, I don't care. But then you see the ones who did have value, their audience has grown with them. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's okay, just you, for us to figure it out as adults, I guess. Ball. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, um, like the, the woke term nowadays people have been using is like rather than calling people out, you got to call them in and you don't have to filter yourself, but it's doing what you said, like giving the wait, opportunity hold up, go to back, say, go back. What? That call is wild. You just said that. What? what? That's call a terminology. Them call them that's, in. Call that's them what in. people are saying now in the in the office and fancy spaces because it's like you could still bitch them out, but it's like you're bitching them out ultimately to try to get them to listen, not to cancel them. Because calling people out right. implies that you're trying to like say, "Yo, you gotta like dip, like, get out of here. You fucked up, and, and now I don't want to listen to you anymore." Why, mom? Right. This is why liberalism constantly fails because yeah. you you're, you're giving them a chance to talk calling in is a is how you say a band-aid it's it isn't a cure calling out is scorched earth mentality well, uh, here's, but here's another thing too though i think that as a society right specifically with covid because of isolation and stuff like that it's like we've become reactive yeah um, yeah. And we don't actually like think about things. It's crazy to say this because I learned a lot about this. I don't know if I'm rambling off into a different world, but I learned a, a lot about this. Go off. <laughs> I learned a lot about this, though, when I was doing therapy. Because in therapy, you really have to like call yourself out, right? Because your therapist doesn't know what your problems are until you express them or they naturally come up in conversation right and so i whenever i'm trying to form an argument right especially like okay i don't really argue with people on twitter and shit anymore because like i just don't have the patience for that i don't want you blowing up my mentions no i don't i don't want my mentions blown up because i don't want my battery to die when i'm not home so no thank you um anyway (laughs) but I find that like, because I know I do this with my family and friends is like when I get into an argument with someone, I try not to be reactive. I try to literally absorb everything that they've said to me, mm-hmm. process it, write down my own arguments and then reassess the situation. Come back to the situation, come back to the conversation. See, now you're talking about willpower that at least 98% of the human race Well, we know have. that yeah. Raza doesn't have this. We know no, that's very all. clear. <laughs> no, hey, 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 why... hey, 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 <laughs> hey. No, but the reason why I say this is because, like, 
this is this maybe I'm just like so off the wall today, but I'm thinking about as I'm watching the trial, right? What is so smart, which I've never thought about, right? Because I've watched a lot of court stuff, a lot of court proceedings, and I, you know, I've seen a lot of these things. But what I'm noticing is that every time a lawyer is like up there arguing, sending, writing, you know, asking questions, whatever they're doing, the other lawyers are listening and they're writing down questions and responses and thoughts and sort of where they want to go with their questioning and their answers and like what their what their direction is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why don't we do that as people? Like, why don't we like, as we're having an argument with someone, why don't we like actually process it, write it down, maybe think about it, take our time before we just reactively respond, right? I can answer this uh, because the quicker you you seem, the quicker you answer, it seems the more you know, right? Uh, that's that's i that's how in debates it works like like the more you're like the less time you take to think about your answer the more time you you can actually talk and to actually say whatever you want on the podcast i agree i agree you're right it does come off as more intellectual when you like hop back with your response but i feel like anytime i've ever tried to hop back my back with my response like if i'm if i'm in a heated argument with you because i'm fucking human i get heated with you guys in an argument and i just like go off right Mm -hmm. but i find that like most of my beginning argument when i'm arguing with you guys is it's literally just like a bunch of filibuster bullshit that i'm spitting at you guys and then by the time i'm done ranting i've come i've had a chance to think while i'm just shooting random things at you guys and then in the end i come with my complete thought and I, I notice when I'm arguing with you guys in the beginning, you guys are like, okay, okay, wait, hold on. Let me, let me cut you off. Hold on. Wait, wait, what are you talking about? And then it, when I finally say my final point, that's when you're like, huh? Oh, but it's, like, it's a tactic. Okay. Right. So, so the tactic is to like, just say a bunch of random shit until you yeah. actually like, like I'm, it's, it's almost as if I'm like spewing crap while also trying to form thoughts like i'm trying to think about what you said while also saying things that are just like random to try and get to a conclusion you're like michael scott saying something and then hopefully finding yourself along yeah exactly exactly the term is you gotta flood the field with shit you gotta flood the field with shit you gotta put so much shit out there that they get disoriented and then you can find the one piece of gold in it yes but I will say, like, as I'm getting older and as I'm, like, becoming more, I guess, self-reflective and, like, I guess the term would be mature, is that I'm realizing that I need to, like, listen to what's actually being said, especially in an argument sense. I need to, like, listen to what actually is being said and then respond to it. And it's, like, through therapy I learned that because I've talked about this with you guys before, is that, like... I had to tell my my therapist that I was reactive and violent and aggressive and super like toxic and get like when I get angry I get very volatile. And yeah. I know that about myself. I don't express that because I'm a bit of a shy person, um but I know with like my family, they will purposely not tell me things because they know that I can be very volatile and like 
if you tell me something that's going to make me mad, I'm not waiting. I'm, I'm already out the door. Like, I'm already going to the person who caused the problem because I'm about to give them a bad day. I'm already gone. I'm like, like, I'm, yeah, murder on my mind. Murder though. on my mind. Yeah. I'm dead yeah. going. Right? But it's like, I had to have that conversation with him and he was, and he had to be like, okay, so like, how do we fix that? Right? And it was like, okay that's something that I have to fix. Like, I remember when he said that I was like, that's a, that's a negative quality that oh. I'm like ready to protect people that I'm like, when something happens and I get angry that I'm ready to just like uh, go head on with it. That's a negative aspect because that's, I didn't see it as such for a very long mm -hmm. time. So it's like, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing, Oh, okay. Reacting to somebody with a like being bigger or more violent or more forward or more confrontational Sometimes it works, but it's not always the healthiest, most responsible reaction because mm -hmm. the saying like you get more bees with honey than vinegar is so fucking true. I've never heard that before. You've never heard that? There's No. It's genuinely so true. You never heard that? No. I'm, you want to joke? I'm learning like weird tidbits of like white culture from like both of you every well, now and again. It's, it's the truth though. It's because I know that because I had a friend come to me not that long ago and express an opinion to me that literally made me laugh. I was mm -hmm. like, I don't think you even know yourself that you've expressed that opinion to me. I won't say what it is because I don't mm -hmm. want to embarrass anybody if they think sure. it's about them. But they said mm -hmm. something to me and I was just like, I, I laughed. I was like, you don't actually mean that. And they were like, instantly got defended because I was rude, right? And I was yeah. like, okay, hold on. Let me try and explain this to you with compassion. Like, be a little bit nicer about why I'm actually laughing at you. And, like, <laughs> not that I'm actually laughing at you, that I just think it's funny that you've made that connection. And, like, I had to, like, try and approach it in a kinder way. I like that. And it, like, it, it's it your fault why I'm laughing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me explain to you why I'm being a brat and laughing at you. Let me <laughs> yeah. actually tell you, like, the truth. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, because I also think like our generation, like the people between the ages of like 25 to 35, I think we've kind of grown up in a generation of like fight or flight. Like our fight or flight is like always active and we're always like on the defensive, always ready for a fight because it's just kind of how it's always been is like you got to be tough, strong, yeah. brave, smart. Nobody can be better than you. You can't let anyone best you. You can't let yourself get embarrassed. It's impossible. It's just, so exhausting fronting all the yeah. time. You know what I mean? Like, Bro. just, I want to be a small baby just for a second, please. Well, it's but. like, it's like I had to, it's I, because I remember when I started talking to my therapist about my volatile behavior and I had to explain to my mom like how I learned that I was volatile because she knew obviously she didn't tell me things for the reason that she knew that I was volatile and reactive mm -hmm. I say this like not in a negative quality and just mean like protective of my family more so right and mm -hmm. I had to explain to her like why I was doing it and it ultimately it came down to the fact of like no one's going to be disrespectful and nobody's going to embarrass me I'm not having mm -hmm. it it's not mm -hmm. going down you're not going to do mm -hmm. it and if you think you're going to do it, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong and I'm going to embarrass you. That's that's where my volatile behavior came from because I was like, fight or flight, must protect, can't look weak, have to be strong. And her, 
Her therapist is pressing the red button underneath her desk in case something. Exactly, happens. and he's he was like, actually, it's much, it's it's much tougher to like not respond. And I was like, bro, you right, you right, man. Didn't even give them any validity to their argument by not even responding. So there, it doesn't matter if they disrespected me because I'm not even going to respect them enough with a response. That is, that's literally so, I I had I I didn't do therapy for that, but I learned that on my own. I was, yeah. I was like people like I had somebody in my past was like like just I they asked me to like it was just stop talking to you, each other mm-hmm. and um it's just like the best type of reaction is no reaction at all at all no, you know what I mean yeah you don't need to do anything because good or bad I discovered this good or bad it goes to show that you care about the thing, right? Yeah. Or 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 the person. You, what if you say whatever the, they have said about you, and if you show them any sort of a reaction, you care, right? And yeah. the best thing to not care is just not react. Like, okay, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I Sorry, think Billy. that I think it brings it all around well, right? Like you circled the opinion very interestingly of how you came around to the conclusion of choosing to ignore all of these toxic inputs that you're seeing online. Uh, you have created a very viable argument, and now I am very, I'm going to be <laughs> pondering this for a few days. Oh, but, gosh. So as you guys bring Billy this up... Billy usually doesn't I, think, so... Yeah. This is a big, yeah. Yeah, never think. <laughs> just power on through. Um, only only words. No he, he has never had a thought in his entire life. Yeah, it's just empty in there. Um, yeah, it just in there. <laughs> um, power on through since we held a good combo there. I figure we'll just do the second half of the combo right quick because there's one more question and I'll just stack on the, the uh, am I the asshole after. So okay. to summarize that, I think what you brought up there at the end, it's a lot of growth. It took a whole journey to get there to understand how to let go of it. Right. So as we're looking at it in terms of like these toxic channels, why Mm. do they continue to do this type of content? Is it that it's low hanging fruit that allows this toxicity to thrive or are they creating the low hanging fruit? You know, like chicken or the egg. Is it? Is are they making these type of videos and content because people are consuming it, or are people consuming it because it's just there because that's what they're looking for? A little bit of both. A little bit of yeah. Both. A little bit of both. I'm gonna say it's definitely a combination. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they genuinely believe the bullshit that comes out of their mouths because they've yeah. said it so much that they can't form thoughts otherwise, and they're unable mm-hmm. to experience growth at this point. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that they're also capitalizing on the people who are too young to form self-navigated thoughts, that it's yeah. easier to, to get that audience that's willing to, like, ex- express the same views as them. And maybe, like, the people who are still in that, like, formative mind stage right because let's just make something very clear this is something i want to make very clear it does not matter if you are 17 or if you are 35 
you can still be in your formative time of like how your brain thinks and how you make thoughts and how you consume certain knowledge and information and how you interpret it. That is a lifelong process. And sometimes people have breakthroughs at 25 and sometimes people have breakthroughs at 40. And I, and I say this because even with my own mother, I see her as an adult woman having breakthroughs on things that she's learning. So I think it's like these guys are look are, are taking advantage of the people who haven't had their breakthrough yet where they're able to form their own fully encompassing opinions and they're stuck being like, well, maybe this opinion might be something that I can have because I don't have an opinion on this specific topic yet. And so they're able to corner that market and that's why they're able to continue to be successful. And it's also like, cause yeah, on top of what my mom said, it's it, 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 it just like, they're not like at that age that these guys are catering to, you're all about getting in. You're, yeah. There's no such thing as an individual thought. So like you will you want to be cool. And the coolest thing right now in that age, I guess, is misogyny. So it's yeah, it's 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 like uh, it's like they're capitalizing on the fact that they don't know what to do. Well, taking asses. advantage of insecurity. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think and that's like, more and I, you and I, I wouldn't. Wait, what? I think it's the insecurity, and that's what I think you're about to bounce into, though. I think the insecurity no. is a key target there. Well, no, I, I also think they're like, they want to be a part of something, right? Yeah, yeah but that's because we're secure in the people that we are, Raza. We don't have you to find a validation and be a part of some, how many places I put my wiener in my lifetime. You know what I mean? Like, if that's like where you're finding your comfort, then like, I'm a, like, I consider a toxic myself, like, politically, like, I consider myself a leftist, right? I've, I like to be a part of that group. Does that mean I'm insecure? No, it just means like I believe in something. Right? No, so but what he's saying is those specific groups yeah. are yeah. Sure, yeah, fine. of people who are yeah. insecure and unable yeah. to, because the thing is, those men, right, because let's just make, let, let me just say this, if you're calling yourself an alpha, you're looking for a pack, okay, that's, that's what they're, that in their terminology, in their mind, I'm the alpha, you guys, all these listeners are my pack, so they're insecure followers, looking to learn how to become an alpha from watching an alpha that's their fucking crazy psychotic mindset whereas like the real alpha is a lone wolf who dictates their who goes out there and says there's no path i'm gonna create my own i'm gonna figure it out i'm gonna i'm gonna this is the way i want to go which is the power of knowledge and these guys are like let's all just do the same thing because and then you Jordan Peterson at the same time yeah yeah exactly um, you know what? I was gonna, yeah, you're, you, you're right. You're, you, you're right. I can't really add on anything. <laughs> oh, man. I just, my only addition is like, I'm a, just a little bit more pessimistic. I think the insecurity is a good point to hit on, but I think a lot of it is just mindless people. Maybe they're not dumb. Maybe I'm being presumptive that they're dumb, but they're just the not critically are. thinking that they're just yeah. repeating what they see as as the stereotypes full circle to your very good point. I think they're just yeah. 
repeating stereotypes that they see because they're not sitting there and critically digesting like how do I feel about X, Y, or Z. It's, oh, well, Rogan told me to take Alpha Brain and the nootropics are good, so I'm going to take his pill. Yeah. Well, that's it. I I mean, they do. It's at the end of the day, they're taking advantage of some group, regardless of whether it's an intellectual group or not. It's a group that is either not smart enough to form their own opinions or not smart enough to try to challenge things that are given to them. Mm -hmm. Right. Or people who are too insecure to form their own opinions that they may think won't align with a larger group. Because at the end of the day, when you are in a group, you feel like that is the biggest, smartest, most reputable group out there when you're in it until you find something that makes more sense to you. It's like the same thing kind of happens with religion, right? As young people, and I don't care what anybody says, we have all gone through stages where we have been this religion, that religion, this religion, or maybe we believe this, or maybe we believe that, or we question Mm -hmm. our own religion. It's natural as human beings to be like, what feels safer? What has a bigger safety net? What is, what is a, what is a group that I feel secure in without challenging their thoughts? Because I remember young being young and thinking, this is how I think. And then getting a little bit older and being like, that's cringy. I changed my mind. Right. It's, it's human nature to kind of go where you think you're safe until you're ready to like maybe challenge yourself and not be in a safe space anymore. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you guys are like, yep, yep, yep. yep. That one, I got no, I, I, that's the epitome of my life, man. You got to push yourself to be uncomfortable and you have to be able to admit oh, that you're wrong. To be able oh, to God, have those God. developments. God, so and boxed. fuck you, Raza. <laughs> it's free advice. Pay me $150 an hour instead of your therapist. I'll school you. I'm actually not paying her. <laughs> but, but to be fair, though, I think, ba- I think Bailey has a point, though. Because I've watched Bailey over the years yeah. bounce through different groups. And he's talked about it here before when he was mm-hmm. a toxic man to a not-so-toxic man to maybe a little bit healthier or maybe a little bit mm-hmm. too PC or not PC or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. He's gone through these things and he's expressed and experienced them. So it's it, at least he's being self-aware in that you. aspect. Okay. Process, yep. Don't be a bully, okay? Yep. This was like this was a good conversation. I feel like this is you're welcome, guys. You're it welcome was for healthy. Yeah. I think so. I, I think said, hey man, healthy. hey Bailey, do you do you want to talk about this? He's like, I don't know, man. I'm gonna be a pussy about it. Yeah. 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 It's a great way to put the toxic male stereotype on its head. Just, just call me a pussy. <laughs> Thank you, Raza. Thank you. You oh, rounded gosh. this discussion off great. I appreciate you. You bring a lot. You're a high-value podcast guest. Oh, my god! We only take W's here, guys. Only take W's here. Um, All right uh, there, Joe Bynan. <laughs> <When they're back>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so since you were you wonderfully worded everything, Wine Mom, I think you did conclude it well. I think you should have the final voice on this topic. Do you have a, a God, tip or dude. point, or do you want to hammer the nail home? What have you? In regards to the overall topic? Yeah, of toxic um, male podcasts and the communication. Take your angle. I just think that as an 
individual, you are responsible for your perception of information and that everything you see, you should challenge to a degree in order to be somebody who is respectable in all honesty. And I think that you shouldn't be afraid to ask questions or challenge things that everybody else seems to agree with. I think you should try and trust your trust your opinion instead of just accepting whatever is given to you as the only option. That's what I think. <laughs> so for a man here, uh, let's let's get it normally. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get well, you see, <laughs> when it's uh, Drink bush when, light two four seven with the boys. <laughs> yeah. When you're at the boys' house and you're watching the game, and someone throws you a cold one, and it's not the Blue Mountains, it's actually a PBR. You drink it because that's life experience, bro. It's gonna teach you more about different palates and different people. Yeah. In the joke. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Ruin the joke. That is a good. That's a good analogy. It is a good analogy. I respect it. Jeez, come on, Rosie. Can't have all the wins. But all right. So we're moving on to the. Uh, I guess this one's more of an advice. What a winner. Advice. Am I the Advice. Not. Not. Mm. I would say he's supposed to pick. Am I the asshole? But which? Which? There's which no good. Am I the asshole? To, to, okay. to I feel like we can swing either way. I like it. Really? I like conversation going. Yeah. Well, how, yeah. how about my tiny wing? So, oh my gosh, Braza, stop. Title: We got. Is it always quote unquote once a cheater, always a cheater? I, female twenty three, have heard the saying a lot before, and it scares me because I shamefully cheated in my last relationship, male twenty nine, and I did something almost as bad in my current relationship. We decided to work through it, and I know I want to change and get better for myself. My partner, now male, 26, and my pot potential future partners. I didn't read that early, though. I'm really hoping this one is it for me. Okay. That was, she wrote that funny. Okay, so she's currently with someone male, 26, but accepting that this may not be their, their like, husband. I hear the saying, once a cheater, always a cheater a lot, and it scares me because I don't want to be that person. I want to have a healthy, monogamous, happy relationship. I know I'm a horrible person for the things I've done, but please no hate. I'm trying to move forward and get better, and I've heard every bad word and comment in the book from friends, family, my boyfriend, and friends. I don't know if this counts for anything, but I have BPD and I always feel like I'm not good enough, but also crave attention from people without the desire to do anything more. I've since deleted all social media accounts that I used for appearance-based validation and stopped wearing as much makeup, etc., and started seeing a therapist and journaling, which has been helping. I just want to know if there's hope for me to not do terrible things like that again because I'm feeling pretty hopeless and don't want a future in which I can't be a good person. So, that was a bit of a rant. I think first off, there needs to be a big fucking asterisk there because if they have BPD, then it's just something. It's the very first step in a way is to like work on yourself and work on like the convo we just had is not necessarily that you need any different life because of your diagnosis, but understand what your needs are as you're entering things. If you mm -hmm. can go, Oh, because I have this, 
I need someone who maybe has a bit more space or is going to give me extra compliments every day because that's just what I need. I need the extra attention. Like then some self-awareness and growth in that would be useful. But at the same time, I feel like I'm putting too much onus on that human to do all of the work for a successful relationship. So I'm a little torn on that response. Yeah. Okay. You know, (laughs) this one, normally I have an opinion right away after listening. (laughs) After listening. And I'm very conflicted in this and how to, how to do this, how to Mm -hmm. do this in a way that makes sense. Um, because it's weird to say that both things are simultaneously true. Um, once a cheater, always a cheater is true. Um, but also just because you cheat once doesn't mean you'll cheat again is also true. Yeah. So it's very, and I know that makes me sound like an idiot here. (laughs) because i think what it comes down to first of all this girl deserves a round of applause yeah yeah. her self-aware and intellect alone is just it's amazing she absolutely deserves commendability for that like absolutely she is doing 100 the correct thing i i don't know about the makeup thing but if you want to remove yourself from social media because you think you're seeking too much validation absolutely love it perfect get out of there because that is a toxic thing to do um i do not love the fact that the stereotype of bpd is promiscuousness or whatever the the word is um and i think that's the stereotype that she is seeing within herself that she's presenting there Um, And I know this because I've had a friend who experienced that and then ultimately got a misdiagnosis because of that. Um, Mm -hmm, Because promiscuousness comes not just from BPD, it comes from depression, from anxiety, from eating disorders, from multiple different aspects of life. You can you can obtain that thing. Just seeking validation comes from multiple disorders, right? Um. I think that there is significant amount of hope for her, specifically in the fact that she's so self-aware and she's she's gone to therapy and doing the things to make herself better. I think when it comes down to the term of once a cheater, always a cheater, has significant relevance to how you as a person are willing to experience your life moving forward. So if you're willing to go, look, I cheat on my partners or I have cheated on my partners in the past or multiple partners I've cheated on, but I'm now in a stage of my life where I want to grow out of that. I want to be mature. I want a safe monogamous relationship. I want to change my trajectory. Mm-hmm. Then you're already doing the right things and yeah. you can become a better person. But if you're somebody who has cheated in the past and you're like, ah, that's just who I am. That's just what happens. Sometimes it happens. If I'm not getting enough from my partner, then I'm going to find it elsewhere. Goes to show that you're not actually even ready for a relationship. Cause I think people who are serial cheaters are not ready for relationships because you're not willing to actually look at the person that you are and work on yourself and i think that because she's willing to 
she's literally exposing some of the most vulnerable aspects of her life, not just to herself, but to people online. Like she is trying to show that she can make those changes. And again, to what Bailey said with the whole, you know, then she needs to ask her partner for more validation and blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm -hmm. And and Bailey said, well, then that's putting all the onus on the other person or whatever. Completely. You're right in that direction. But I think also when you are looking for a partner, specifically somebody you want to marry, if your needs and and the other person's, you know, willingness to give or for lack of a better terminology. And I say this to people all the time, especially to all my girlfriends, do your do your love languages tests. And really find yeah. out what each other's no, like legitimately no, find right. out what each other's love languages are. Because if you are with a partner who doesn't give you enough compliments and words of affirmation is something that you need, that needs to be made extremely clear. And that partner needs to agree that that's something that they can give you moving forward, or that relationship is not going to work. You are mm-hmm. going to build up resentment because you are not getting your fulfillment. And there's nothing. There is absolutely nothing wrong with expressing that and having that feeling. You shouldn't stay with someone because you're like, well, they do, you know, I love them, but they don't meet my needs. No. Right, yeah. I'm the first person to say that and not follow it, but I mean it wholeheartedly. Like That really does determine your amount of success. And I think that she's not wrong in knowing that she needs those things. And I think, like, based off that that statement that she made, it seems like her partner is kind of like, well, you've done it before. You're probably going to do it to me. And as a little bit like dismisses dismissive of their progress or where they plan on going. And I think that's an indicator that you could fall back into your habits because that partner is not going to meet your needs and, and, and give you what you need. Cause it's clear that that person, that, what that girl, she needs someone who's going to say, you're doing a good job. I trust you. I believe you. You're beautiful. She needs that. Oh and no, if he's I not agree. Willing to give that then it's a toxic relationship. I missed that. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, it says the boyfriend. Yeah, if the boyfriend's still shitting on you while well, they're giving yeah. you a second chance, that's a fucked yeah. up power dynamic. Get that. Get exactly. Out, get well, out of there. Is- I was reading that the first time. I was like, why are exactly. you in that relationship then? Yeah. Well, because this is a very hot take. This is It's funny because I literally spoke about this with my mom on the weekend. Or maybe it was mm-hmm. last weekend. But I talked about this with her. It's because we were talking about cheaters and people who cheat in relationships and like just how that can affect a relationship and where it goes from there and you know my mom said you know if somebody cheats on you that that's the end of the relationship it's time to go and i said i think it really depends though i am not a forgiving person i think you guys know that i love a good vendetta and i like to hold on to them but I think in a relationship with a partner, it really depends on like how they're going to progress forward and what they're going to show you. I don't think people should be shamed for taking back a partner that cheated on them or being willing to give them a second chance. If the communication, the work, the effort is going to be there, because I think that as human beings, relationships with human beings are so much more complicated than we're, than we're actually willing to admit and actually look at. And sometimes these things happen because the, the communication is not there mm-hmm. and that sometimes that's what it takes to create vulnerability. And I'm not saying that everybody should abide by that rule, but I think you should look at your individual situation. And I'm just going to say, if I was with a partner and they cheated on me and then I felt that 
the communication, the direction, the acceptance of guilt, the apologies, you know, if, if it felt genuine, then I think it's fair that if I feel comfortable to give them a second chance, I don't think yeah. that people should be held horribly for that. Because I think, mm -hmm. you know, growing up, I'm pretty sure you guys know, with all the music that we would listen to growing up, you're a cheater, throw them out. To the left, to the left, you know what I mean? Like, get your shit out of here. But I think that adult relationships are way more complicated than that. And they need to mm -hmm. be dealt with in specifics of individuals dealing and communicating. And this is a big reason why I think so, couples okay. therapy should be almost mandatory <laughs> that's uh that, wow that's a hot take you think mandatory it's for everyone over, yeah. i think it's still it's a good thing over. to do i, I think do. i don't think it's particularly that you got to go to therapy yeah. but i think everything you outlined right having those discussions talking about your love yeah i guarantee you 80 percent if uh, the majority of heterosexual relationships, they ain't having discussions about love language or where they like to be touched. They're just going at it, hoping that someone orgasms. And then maybe we talk about our feelings when Jim gets too angry. Right. Well, see, There's like, I don't think they necessarily need couples therapy. I think overall, like yes. it's a, a, people need to reapproach their evaluation of like establishing your foundations of. A okay. So let me repeat. So. Let me, let me, let me repair what I said. What I, what I mean by couples therapy is I mean like an agreement to have therapeutic conversations. Touché. I think that as a couple, because this is, this is a big thing that I used to, because everybody used to always ask me, because I had been in a long-term relationship and they asked me like, what is, what is you, in your opinion, what is the one thing that made your relationship successful enough to get to where it, where it was? And it's like, by no means am I saying that I've been in perfect relationships because I have not. And I didn't 100% abide by this rule because I know that I can be argumentative. But my biggest rule in relationships is you do not fight. And what I mean by that is that you, when a disagreement or a situation, an argument or whatever comes up, you talk it out. You sit down, you talk it out, you take a break, you come back. You go out to dinner, I think, make the effort to like mm -hmm. sit down and be like, hey, we've had a good week. Is there anything you want to talk about? Or we've had a rough week. Is there anything we should we should deal with together? We should outline, talk about. Like, that's that important. That ties, I agree. And that ties into the first half of the pod, though, is like a lot of people ain't got the, they're too insecure yeah. to do that. Yeah. I or just think if you, I think, but then that's an indication that that's not, a, that relationship's not going to work. Because Touché. if you don't love, if you don't love the person that you're in a relationship with enough that you're willing to sit down and put your ego aside and have a conversation, then that's not a relationship you're meant to be in. And I'm saying this because I remember I have a girlfriend. I've talked about this on the podcast before. I have a girlfriend that I'm extremely close friends with. And we have had zero arguments in our entire relationship until we had the biggest argument that I've ever had with her and the amount of things that was said between both parties that were just extremely horrible mm -hmm. and painful. We stepped away from each other for two weeks and we came back, both apologized, both, and we, I'm telling you right now, we have the healthiest conversations I have ever had with another person in my life because we actually genuinely, when we talk, we're able to like call each other out. 
and come to a mutual agreement, agree to disagree, talk things out healthily, and have open lines of communication. And when we do talk to each other, we talk to each other with kindness and gentleness. And that's my girlfriend. That's my friend, a, a girl I've been friends with. You know what I mean? Like, and I know that from that experience, I'm like, okay, this is the kind of relationship I want to have with people in my life is where you have these open, healthy conversations. And that's something that should be extremely relevant in your relationships. The way you would treat a friendship is how you should treat a relationship. Just because you're sleeping together doesn't negate that you want to have healthy lines of communication. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I think you just need to talk it out. Yeah. Um, just well talk. put, Raza. Well put. Thank you. Well put, Raza. This is my Billy and I are never going to have that moment that you and, and, and your friend had. Um, well, I mean, like. He's too self-involved. You know, I'm going to give Bailey a pass because me and Bailey actually had this conversation. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. me and Bailey were friends. We did not talk for a very long time. It was did not end well. But when it was time to, like, revisit it, I didn't. I'll tell you, when Bailey came back to, like, have the conversation with me, I was like, there's no fucking way this guy's going to have a conversation with me. There's no <laughs> way. Like, it's just not going to happen. But we had an extremely healthy, open conversation. And like for the, you know, I don't know. I don't want to expose too much. But mm. Bailey actually apologized to me genuinely without looking for oh. a reciprocated apology. Oh. And that's what created that healthy communication. Because now I feel comfortable to say whatever to Bailey, even if I'm wrong. Because I know that we can like have the conversation. It'll be fine. But I feel like most people aren't willing to put their ego aside to have those conversations. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, not. Uh -huh. to, I mean, because uh -huh. I'll tell you honestly, me and Bailey would not uh -huh. be friends if he did not apologize and we did not have that conversation. Uh -huh. That's so interesting. So. <laughs> Very interesting how that or works out for specific. No, but, uh, but I mean, like that—that's what it shows. Like it shows when you decide that someone is of of value to you, oh, whether it's, okay. whether it's sexually or in a friendship relationship you have to yes. be able to like put your ego aside and have a conversation mm -hmm. because here's the thing when bailey came to me put his ego aside and said what he needed to say i immediately put him i immediately put my ego aside and i was like okay fine let's talk about it oh you just out okay all right i see what what y'all y'all did um that's such an interesting side of of bailey that i wish to one day see myself um <laughs> Uh, Bailey's pretty good at putting his he gets mad but afterwards he usually puts his ego aside to talk about it no Raza yeah, I just sweep sure. everything under the carpet and me and Raza sure. just have a, a really uncomfortable bumpy carpet that we both share oh my gosh no but I said this on the podcast before is I think that Bailey tends to baby me a little bit because he's always like okay crazy lady let's talk about this now and then it comes <laughs> out on Fridays yeah. He says this and he's digging into me half the time. Still you know, on Fridays. He's here bullying you and you haven't even said anything. I know. <laughs> I mean, it just, it, I bank it for like half a year and shit. Oh so it's it, hey, it, it, it just paying my dues. If you want to dominate so badly, then what you're going to do today, Raza, is you're going to give the audience the outro. You got to you gotta give, um, give them the call to actions. Uh, what's a good call to action? Um, all right, guys. I get, 
don't we have a tweet of the day? Oh, we got a tweet of the week. And then you're going to go right into it, okay? All right. Oh, wow. Okay. Really? So Raza, Raza forgot that it was supposed to be tweets, so he had to go into the meme bank, the meme meme archive. Oh, so the meme of the week. Meme yeah, of the week. now it's the meme of the week, and he stole a Star Wars image. It's Ray looking at BB-8, so just a, a random character looking at a droid. Right? She says, "You're right, BB-8. The person reading this does have a nice cock." Lol. I thought it would have gave Bailey a boost to his email. His email. I feel like he gave idiot. you a boost, Raza. Because yeah. you're the one who always talks oh. shit about wieners. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, Raza, it's give so... him your beautiful voice. Lead him off. Hey, guys. I hope you you enjoyed uh, this episode of Marching into Madness, where Wine Mom once again hide, hijacked it away from, from us. But it's all oh, good. Gosh. Uh, it's all good in the hood. Be here. We eating good uh, out here. Thank you guys for watching us. Thank you to the three of us is watching us. Hit that like and subscribe. All of our links are on the link tree. If you nerds want to watch us game, we're here on Fridays at nine. We'll be playing Borderlands two. Uh, you can follow Wine Mom at her MySpace, and you can follow Bailey at his uh, his. AOL account, and then you, you can follow me on my uh, Pinterest and uh, hit us up there, and we will we'll be uh, making more good stuff for you guys. So we'll see you next time on Monday because we decided to take the Friday off or the Monday off because one of us said he wanted to get drunk. Um, so Wasn't thank you guys me. again. It was, and it was then me. if you. If you're listening to the recorded version, we hang around and chat afterwards, which is what we're just about to do. We're going to throw in the outro, and then we're going to hang around and chat with who was watching live. So you want to you join us? You want to make fun of Raza with us? You, you, you come join us. Join okay. us. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Put the outro on. Thank you again for watching us badly talk about these, these topics. You can follow us on Twitch, Marching Into Madness, all one word, no space. On the gram, marching underscore into underscore madness. And on Patreon at patreon.com slash marching into madness. And again, on Le Discord A at marching into madness. Join us and Bailey will pay you 10 whole Canadian dollars. <laughs> you can follow Whitey over at... Harley <laughs> underscore me media on the Insta. You must definitely follow the life of our of our whole podcast, Wine Mom at X Wine Mom X because the year's two thousand and two, and we still have have the X in our names. And me, your favorite uh, brown boy at underscore r dot r Malik on underscore. Thank you for the third time. We love you. Drink some milk and be healthy. Remember, kids, say no to school and yes to <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Bailey <laughs> looks like be... shouldn't be near school after saying that. <laughs> I was like, Bailey listens to me say the sentence, and he goes, mm, "Maybe I should say my sentence now." 